here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard. How you ground troops? Spinning around smartly on planet Earth, home Gaia. We appreciate everyone in all areas of the universe. And we have decided to join the radio waves today. <laughs> and I've asked Melinda D'Amico of New Jersey to help today with Wednesday's show. And if this works out, we will continue as we have for nine years. It seems like the world's spinning by so fast sometimes it's hard for me to get my head into it. But I am working day and night uh, making websites for people, helping others. I hope you're in service to others. And I'm going to let Melinda talk for a moment about herself as an intuitive woman helping us on Wicca Wednesdays. So let me get her on here. Melinda D'Amico, can you hear me now? Yes, Teresa. How are you, Teresa? How are you feeling to this evening? Oh, like I've got one foot on the planet and one foot in another dimension completely. How are you today? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. I'm I'm blessed. Um, we, we will help. I will help you with your schedule to get your finagle better and more rest because you sound. I hear yeah, it loud and clear. But uh, let yeah, me tell our folks a little bit about myself. Born in Please. New York City yeah. and educated, raised by single parents. And um, I have the gift to be able to see things before they happen, dream them, uh, just able to tell and reveal details that are just uh, just like people just get over- overwhelmed when they hear the details because they're like, how do you know that? And how I can't explain it. It's been a journey that I've had my whole life. And I've never shared it with many people because some people think it's, you know, a little strange or whatever. But as I got to understand and appreciate the gifts that we all have that are unique, eccentric, and so forth, is that it's a gift, and I'm grateful for it. There's a reason why I have it, and I am grateful to have it and to share it with those that I can help. And eventually what I really would like to do with being a storyteller at this level and a greater level and profound level and having the power is to heal. Um, You know, people are in a lot of suffering right now, and I find that healing is something that we need to be able to do and think about and going through processes of serious situations, growth and leaps and jumps, so we still do need to heal the pain and the suffering, or else we don't really go on to another level that makes any sense to you. But that's what I'd like to be able to do is to help people and heal people from suffering. You know, we're having a pandemic right now, and the pandemic is not the only thing we're having in, in you know, the heightened world of, you know, uh, tumultuous situations. So... I think that would be something to be able to add to get in touch with ourselves. Just like when you go to church, 
you go to church for prayer, um, you know, hopefully to help sometime your mind to get better and concentrate on something and focus on something. So it's the same type of idea where I'm talking about the healing, but it's a, it's more in the physical realm because I see that that's a lot of people that are um, in situations where they're physically and mentally uh, drained, and it's the healing that is probably going to bring them back a lot stronger and more powerful than they ever been before. Um, some of the people that I can, I think, I can reach are people who have suffering, like bruises, scars, um, things like that. And if they're willing to sit with myself and someone else higher to reach them, they can come a long way. Because people that are raped, uh, domestic violence, uh, those people have scars, and that's a lifetime situation. But you can reap benefits by going the other way to look towards for healing and feeling better and changing your life condition. So it's basically like kind of like a human revolution. We're all doing in some way, shape, or form. And through that, you get to a point where you feel you, you need to make that change. And that change is going to happen as long as you're ready and willing to go that level and take the strategies needed to get there. So basically, like I said, um, I'm the storyteller, one who can tell you what's going on. And I am very accurate, consistent, and I'm passionate at, passionate at it because the skill is just there. And I think if you have it, you should use it. Help human, humankind, humanity. So I do have the lead today on the topic that Teresa and I were discussing the other day. And the topic is about cyberspace culture and an inclusion of women. Now, if you really think about the Internet, Women are not really as big as men. Men are a bigger component, and that's a major phenomenon. So how are ways women are prohibited in the past, which continue to be publicly general taboo in our society? So... Cyberspace matters, and not just a promoting a career, advertising ourselves, and presenting texts of our choice. So I have no numbers for academic versus non-academic women, but women are participating in cyberspace in large numbers, and they are putting texts by women on academic, non-academic, and personal sites, and so forth. And since we've been talking about this cyberspace culture, let's go one step further and explain what is 
cyberspace culture. Cyberspace culture is a set of social expectations, etiquette, history, language, used by a collection of people active on the world wide web. So the non-cyber world is separated into cliques and countries, taxonomic and spheres. So it's like a little world that's governed around a certain life and that makes this considered cyberspace culture. It's used in a variety of cultural products and ways of referring to certain practices born on the computer and Internet technology-specific subcultures. So it's very interesting how this cyberspace culture is, in fact, a major part of cyberspace. So as we've been going on this journey and talking about cyberspace culture and being on the computer at times, I'd like to ask you, Teresa, how do you feel now that we have advanced so much with the technology and language and do you fear any time working on the internet doing your work that we can get a cyber attack? And if so, or yes, or why not? Well, cyber attacks are based on those that actually mean harm to others. So that's always part of our life here as a learning planet for humans, humanoids, sentient, intelligent beings. So we have to rise above our fears and hope that those that are in deeper into cyberspace culture in our mm-hmm. community that we're building is uh, doing their job. And uh, I personally rely on Microsoft and Google, and then we can put up firewalls on our computers And then Mm -hmm. with me being a developer, I've learned to uh, use various software packages myself. And uh, just like today, we're using Blog Talk, but I've used it for nine years, and it's gradually gotten much better than it was in the beginning with the way that we had the lines set up. But I'm not so much worried about cyberspace security Uh, Since things have changed and the speed with which we're doing things and the fact of the way that they're hitting the towers and transmitting and just each time now we use our cell phones and we're using cell phones, folks, plus uh, our – well, I guess if you're using a computer, you may be calling from your – I've had a lot of people that call from their home uh, or their other – tablets are even from their cars and we've got a few call in and want readings and i don't know that we're prepared for that today but uh you know we can always ask the people that are calling in 
Uh, yeah. They're not sure if we're doing it or not because I set up intuitive women. But uh, I'm not so much worried about cyberspace security uh, right now because I've seen the changes just this year of how we're okay. changing even in social media. Because so uh, okay, oh, yeah, so you're not really media. afraid. How efficient <laughs> has the cyberspace security uh, in protecting our stuff how effective is it? Has it been for you? Have it been one hundred percent or? Oh yeah, yeah. I had to go through a lot of changes, and I was hacked. Uh, uh, it usually tends to be with your browsers, which browser you use, yes. and then if they can infiltrate, if you have old pages, especially in your uh, websites, you've got to keep your uh, WordPress everything up to date on the latest. So. What we've found over the years is you really have to pay attention through the software packages that you use and make sure that your developers and your administrators are keeping up mm-hmm. on the latest news and things like that to keep uh, everything up to date, and that way people can't infiltrate your uh, line. And uh, we really depend on each other in cyberspace culture, and we learn new things every day to help each other, and uh, we work open source information with GitHub, G-I-T-H-U-B. It's a really good site for learning if you're not accustomed, and then we use WordPress for the Mm -hmm. simple sites, a lot of people. I started back with GoDaddy in uh, in 2003, Starfield Technologies, and uh, mainly in the USA. Now, China's put up a firewall. Uh, against the rest of the world, and Russia uh, is copying uh, Wikipedia for themselves. So what we're seeing right now, Melinda, is a splintering of the Internet. They call it Mm -hmm. splintering. Of course, it's been for at least 10 years. I forgot who coined the term, but it's in my YouTube videos out there for Teresa J. Morris or T.J. Morris Agency. But uh, we definitely have – a better way of doing things now with all the major uh, phone companies is is T-Mobile and AT&T and Verizon and I don't know whoever else it is, but I know with Consumer Cellular was my original, and I've gone back. I've got two phones with uh, Consumer Cellular and one with T-Mobile and one with this one I'm talking on is AT&T. I have a direct line now. So uh, people are calling in, Melinda. I don't know if they want readings or if uh, – You want to go ahead and ask? Uh, you go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I don't know because uh, somebody from New York 914 keeps calling in and dropping off. But uh, let me see who this is, and we will help folks, I guess, on Wednesdays if we can yeah. in our group. If but let's see. This is uh, – hi, this is – TJ and Melinda, you're live yeah. and on the air for our live show today. Can you tell us what your name is and what brought you to our show? Can hi, you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, hi. What's your name? My name is David. Hi, David. Hi, David. What brought you? Nice to meet you. I was wondering if you would fuck me. Because I'm jacking off and my cock is hard right now. That's that's right there what you're talking about. I haven't had that in years. 
So what I'll learn to do is, sorry about that, Melinda. That's the kind that's, of stuff that we used that's to have. That's not your fault. That's I haven't had that for years and years. So there are idiots out there. I mean, this is unfortunate that people want to do just, you know, why Why do they need that type of attention when we don't even know who they are? Yeah. They just call I'm them. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm, it's okay. It's crazy people but everywhere, you know. Well, I guess I needed to show people that that's the kind of stuff we have to worry about when it's in our face. Yeah, uh, that guy was not paid. That is not a paid announcement. That is just no, totally no. against everything that. Uh, Are you getting other calls? That was the only one. No, I had two others drop off. So this jerk off, whoever he was, because that's what he said he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what sorry, do you think about the? <laughs> Presentation and representation of women in cyberspace now. What do you think of the women representation? Well, I'm very happy to announce that women are finally stepping up to the plate to be counted at least in America. Okay, folks, we've got a long way to go in the entire world. But let's talk about – we have two women – Standing behind the President of the United States of America. This is an amazing time to be alive for women. Uh, I was not a bra burner back in the 60s, but I have a feeling my mother was. <laughs> so uh, I was a child, but, uh, you know, my mother was very much an uh, advocate for women. And I didn't understand how important it was. Uh, she actually divorced my father, even having six children. But she was very much a woman of uh, fighting for women's rights because her mother was a, her mother worked her entire life, and her mother as a school teacher. So there's always been uh, a maternal family of women, and the men in our family seem to die young. And I've already had two brothers die, and I'm the oldest child. So women in today's wow. culture are really stepping up, and due to the old white supremacy uh, that the world is trying to do their best with, I don't really get the whole uh, color of men, but it seems to be that women have been put under the uh, way the world was created. Apparently Mm -hmm. it comes from uh, from uh, maybe the original – Abrahamic faith that are out there, uh, Muslims, uh, the Jews, and Christians. Christian, Muslim, Jews are the, the most famous, largest three areas of religions that have it where women are stifled, are put down, are told to they were you know raised, just supposed to have children and tend to the hearth, cook the food, wash the clothes. And my mother and her mother and her mother did all of that. My great-grandmother had 12 children. Mother only had uh, seven altogether because I have a half-sister. I had four, and my children are having three or four. So uh, they are getting less and less, women having less children. But we do now, Melinda, have it where we're setting up, thank God. I know, folks, that it seems like it's a two-party system where men and women argue 
uh, still on this planet. But hopefully, over time, women will at least be considered at equal pay and equal uh, pride and, you know, respect. And I guess the word is respect. As a matter of fact, R E S P E C T. There's a movie coming out about the woman that sang about yeah. that, and she's a woman of color. And we used to say black colored, but now we're uh, we're referring to people, and we shouldn't have to as to how much melanin they have in their skin for women because women are beautiful no matter what color they are but we still say women and i was watching a show about a transgender man or woman Mm -hmm. because i've always felt like a gay man in a woman's body to be honest with you because i was always wanting to be a man a boy you know because i had to wear dresses to school but uh fortunately kids today i don't think they're forced into these you're a woman and you will wear a dress to school anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God. That's how I came but, up. I, I was a girly girl, you know. They wear the, the makeup, you know, not every day, but I'm the girly girl. I wear the skirt, the, the shoes, things in my hair, and, you know. Yeah, so it it shouldn't matter for women, but at least in this country, you know, but it has to be respectable. We still have codes, dress codes, morals and ethics for to protect the general populace in today's world. And unfortunately, uh men never really had that much to worry about. They got to wear pants, you know, and that's one thing mm-hmm. that made me want to be a boy at a very young age because I was freezing to death waiting for the bus to come all those years as a child. It's suffering. It's, un, you know, it's ridiculous to stand there and freeze to death in Monroe, Louisiana. It was cold, you know, so anybody mm-hmm. that's had children had to wait for the bus and freeze to death. It's, it, it may be a long time that they'd come. Some days they were late. But that's just one of the things I remember about being a girl and mm-hmm. how things have changed now that personally, Ike's personal experience. Now, I was a law enforcement officer, which is usually mm-hmm. a man's job. And I went into the government. I went to the Navy, which, you know, they used to not – when I went through, Melinda, uh, mm-hmm. in the 80s, I was on the uh, leading edge of changing that women could go into the military and go and be on ships for the Navy. So Mm -hmm. I was one of the first ones that was brought into 75 and 6, but I was rehired 85 to 93, and that was an important time for women. And now we see women doing all kinds of things. So I don't think it ever had to do with – Later on, I drove a truck. The government had me come in from Hawaii to uh, make sure – well, it's a long story, but it was a case. And then I had to learn to drive a big truck over the road, pull, Mm -hmm. you know, like 7,000 pounds all over the interstate. But I could do the job. So it was hard uh, to learn to drive a big truck. Back then, they had two gear shifts, and you had to mix and match, and then it went finally just 10-speed. And that was a lot easier. And then I trained 175 people a month in a rotation for U.S. Express. As a, uh, I went inside to run the computers and uh, how to train people on Qualcomm, which is like the computer in the 
truck that tells you, you know, about your load and where you get to go, gives you the directions and mm-hmm. how many miles it is and all of that and where to pick it up. And then you load uh, or you have pull up to a company and they load the truck or the van and uh, usually on pallets. And then you take I, – I would do a full load and then take it from point A to point B. So I've been all over the country in all lower 48 states and Canada and Mexico, but mainly uh, learning to do a man's job. Well, if a woman can do it, and so I should, I think women have come up to be where if you've got the talent and the skills mm-hmm. that women of today should be able to do the job. And now that we're in cyberspace culture, you know, women can do more than we did in the past because we're all it doesn't matter if you're a male or female sitting behind a screen you should be able to learn how to you know work these the boards or the software you know yeah. so uh, i wish they had it more so in other countries but you know right us. now as we as we speak women only make up 20 percent of the cyber security workforce while that's up Still, from a mere 11 percent in 2013, there's a there's still a lot of opportunity to be seized in cybersecurity careers. Being a trailblazer isn't without its challenges, but according to the female cybersecurity professionals I speak with below, women are up to the task. So women are motivated more than before, ever than before. And I've noticed, too, even like in just general, the field of just general security, women are in that field, and that's a male-dominated field. Same thing, uh, security of a building or a property or a place, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Well, so you um, it's the same situation. You did security. Huh? You did security. Yes, you, I did. You, you and I both. I, I did it for Wells Fargo and uh, oh, who was the other company? Burns Security, I think. Uh, I did some security. All over well, Long Island, Manhattan. You know the different five boroughs and stuff. So it was interesting, you know. But as as you go to different posts and different situations, you notice that there are. This is a male-dominated field. But I've seen yeah, the complexion change with throughout the years, you know, as time has progressed and women feel more confident about themselves in doing different things than just what they think the layman woman should do, like be just be a teacher and just be a, you know, stay-at-home wife. So people are stepping out of those nest minds and exploring more, you know, and taking a chance and taking and see what happens with that. So how to be a successful woman in cybersecurity. If you're a woman looking to change careers into cybersecurity, there are a few things you can do to better prepare yourself. First of all, don't be intimidated and take chances. (laughs) What did I just say, right? Take chances. And demanding the respect in a male-dominating field is absolutely necessary in order to gain the experience 
and the knowledge needed to be successful. So that's part of, that's the beginning of what are the ways to become a successful woman in cybersecurity. And the first one is to not be intimidated. Take the risk, take the chance, build yourself up, do the job, and make sure you receive that respect from your uh, male-dominated field coworkers. So that's part of it. That's the beginning. And, you know, there's many more. But um, I think that mindset, not just for cybersecurity, just any type of field that's male-dominated, the woman should go in with that attack and that mindset. And if they do, they'll come out better, stronger workers, and more experienced and talented and crafted in their field. Now, I'd like to mention that the women of the 70s and 80s, the, the indigo children that came out, with, came to planet Earth, if we're speaking spiritually, mm-hmm. they may have more uh, gifts, uh, intuitively speaking, as empaths, sensitives. And uh, these beings that came to the planet came here to help the planet, but they also have much more uh, emotions, they they understand people much better than uh, the, the uh, well, even the baby boomer generation, which I'm a part. But my children, your age, in your age, you come in expecting people to not have biases so much about uh, they're mm-hmm. above the color of the human race, all right. right? Because we have other colors than space. We have light pink. We have a, a light gray, and we even have a light blue. So it's like when you cut and you, all of us bleed, we have blue blood, and you can look at your veins usually and tell. But when you, you, know, you prick yourself, it comes out red when oxygen hits it. So mm-hmm. you know, in today's reality in cyberspace, we don't know what color you are, and we can only go by your voice unless we're now going to live stream and videos. Uh, so we're not just doing articles and magazines. We went to the newspaper generation and the magazine, but now they're online. And so it doesn't really matter what color you are anymore if you're fluent in speaking and choosing your words well that really help. And, you know, the indigo children were very special because we expected them. And then the rainbow and the crystal children, we were giving different 20-year intervals of coming to the planet, different names of what we expect the children to be, uh, have their gifts, in other words, at least in the spiritual, right. metaphysical, esoteric community. Yeah. So these children uh, nowadays, let's see, so my grandchildren are just beginning, uh, going into the workforce. And I have one grandson that is a pilot in the Air Force. I've only I haven't seen him since, even though he lived here in Florida, but he's always busy working for the Air Force, and they're very, uh, I don't know, different, so to speak, in the way we live in the military. I was Navy. He's Air Force. Now, my grand, my, my daughters, uh, they were in the hospitality working at hotels. Or one did work in uh, putting in cables here for Emerald Coast along Gulf Breeze area and a five-state region. She did. So 
cyberspace culture, but she did it through, uh, you know, when they were going around putting in all the smart houses and rewiring cable and all that. And then uh, the man next to me that comes over, uh, he's like my son, he still does that type of work. So there's jobs Mm -hmm. if you want to help run wire. Uh, Still, there's always a need in our communication business to run cable and uh, into homes and these smart phones. Let me tell you, with my way of living now, it's so different than when I was a child, you know, to live through all of this and go from – I remember we had a television. You Mm -hmm. you may find this funny, but it's a big deal to get a television back when I was – you know, it's 53, 1953, 54, but we had one. And then my uncle, when I was 9 or 10, bought me one for my bedroom. Uh, so we'd have one. And it had doors you could close on the front of it. I think it came encased, which I thought oh. was really impressive. It's 58, yeah. 59. But we've gone from just television entertainment and phones. We had phones on the wall. Usually the one in the kitchen was always on the wall. And so we had plug-in phones. Of course, now we have cell phones, but what a way we've come. And we we compare a lot of it to what we, we have. We have come. Um, I mean, the technology is, 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 is it's chilling sometimes. Like, you look and you go, wow, we can do that. Like, not to take away from what you said or go forward or backwards, but, like, just even the event that a woman is pregnant. The, the, they have the they can look and see the the baby on the monitor and the screen and all those different things and if they need to do surgery God forbid they can do that I mean the technology is immense it it goes from science to you know just simple things that we didn't have you couldn't do you know I didn't get to see my baby uh, I in the sixties uh, they didn't show us do ultrasounds or whatever. Yeah, they, they didn't did, do they that? Didn't, they didn't show it. No. Uh, now, I had mine 68, 70, 71, and then 74. But none of them, it, they, they may have had it, but they didn't, you know, it wasn't a thing for you to show yeah. your year. And I was regularly, you know, I had Lamaze, and we did have Lamaze technique to be uh, have natural childbirth when I gave birth to my children. So they were considered all natural childbirth because mother taught me about Lamaze and she went to Lamaze classes. But like I said, she was very open and uh, very aggressive on being a woman and educated and having giving birth. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that was pretty neat to know how to do that and to breathe properly and that you're going to go through pain anyway. And usually by the time you got the spinal the time they would give it to you, it didn't do that much good. And I watched my daughter get two spinals. To me, that's more painful than having the baby, but, you know, to each his own. So, you know, we learn from each other. But I died with the last one. I guess that's what gave me the feeling for doing what we're doing today, and that's speaking out and being uh, women of the intuitive kind and helping with cyberspace culture now I know mm-hmm. I had Building it up. cyberspace culture yeah and then uh, today the cyberspace culture was gone the, the, and I don't understand that so I must have flipped the date but uh, you know we're we're working together to build this on Wednesdays and uh, 
it's not easy to – I should screen the people. I, that's why we need to learn the, you know, to have the host and the co-host and to screen the chat room and to also screen the calls before we let yeah, somebody come before on. before you so put them on. About that. Yeah, I did – I should have done that. I, I've got to – you know, but I have to have you talking, and this is something we have to work out, folks, even after nine years because I've changed people, and uh, we'll work all this out because this goes out all over, and I I need to take this one and go back in and uh, learn to – they used to offer me editing tools. I'm going to have to see if Blog Talk has that, or if they don't, I'm going to have to ask for it back because I used to could go in and cut and paste, you know, but I haven't seen that tool on this on this particular platform. Now, what else do you have on uh, cyberspace culture besides security? Women well, and, the security, um, I was also talking about the negative experiences in the cyberspace world that affects women and girls. And um, significantly, significantly increase the staggering number as uh, reports suggests that 73% of women have been already exposed to or have experienced some form of online violence. What must still be considered a relatively new and growing technology? So though a lot of women are being strong and, you know, resilient and everything, and uh, working in this field, and we represent 20% right now, we're still getting affected in the negative area of whether it's bullying or some type of form of violence online, and it's 73%. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think hopefully eventually women, girls, will learn how to make sure that their codes are covered, secured, and sealed so that nothing, no one can break, uh, you know, the the, the um, cyberspace that they're entered on. Well, it's like that gentleman that came on earlier. That's no coincidence, but I'd love to know why they have to do that. You know, something in them are either they're being paid to hack, and sometimes it makes me even wonder if it's because of the topics we choose, but I put up intuitive uh, the cosmo the cyberspace culture wasn't up for the show today, which I told you I don't know how that went away, and I don't have enough on the psychic today to do psychic readings, but uh you know it used to be we got more calls, and I can set it up on psychic. We can have just psychic readings for a certain day, but mm-hmm. intuitive women Wednesdays is. You know, on Wednesdays it's going to be we're going to have more about women and let women, if they want to promote themselves or help okay. us in our in our club. You know that I've started that with uh, helping them talk about subjects and how we can heal the world, heal ourselves. And then Thursday, tomorrow we have Sam Flanagan. He's the life coach, and he'll be coming on on Thursday. And so uh, hopefully I'll build back up where I can have different shows for different things. Now, with uh, you and I doing this in uh, audio and radio, um, like I said, I've been here nine years. I've seen a lot of things, heard a lot of mm-hmm. things. But it takes uh, it takes something like going to work, even if you're not getting paid, even to do radio mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, I have the passion and the drive to do that. 
whether it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours, and you want to do it, you know, slam down, you're going to have half an hour talk on this, and maybe the next 30 to 60 minutes is on that, and it's, you wrap it up at an hour, or you wrap it up in two. So it's, it's, to me, it's just passion, having the passion and the drive and the mission and understanding of what you want to bring forth to the people in the radio world, get educated, knowledgeable about as we go forward. I'd like to see it go all over for the 195 countries in the world, but we've got to get better cyberspace, culture, community, uh, resources, tools with okay. the smartphones. Unfortunately, Elon Musk is putting up these satellites, Starlink, with the balloons or however they're going to do them uh, up there around in uh, is, is space. It's higher than normal, but it's, I don't know if it's going to be quite at the satellite level. I don't understand the technology of how he's going to use what he's using. Now, he's putting up satellites all the time, but uh, this is supposed to be around the areas that they apparently can't reach. I, don't, I haven't studied it or done research on it, so we should do a show on that. If you can, write that down. The future, yeah, the future of satellite communication and Elon Musk putting up. The future of satellite what? Yeah, communication around the world because uh, we see you and I are, you're close enough to the big city and, and I'm in a small city, but a touristy Gulf Breeze next to Pensacola. But fortunately, mm-hmm. the military was all down here, and some places are built up in the United States much more so than areas of the desert, and, you know, over even close to Bahrain and Iraq and Iran, and uh, where a lot of our cultures began on this planet. And it really concerns me that we've the, – the levels of intelligence that we've had on this planet – have not concerned themselves with the entire planet and all the people, regardless of where their location is. But it seems to be, uh, you know, the big companies invest in America, and of course China now, they're investing in China, you know, Warren Buffett, and of course uh, Bill Gates has given half his company, I think, or stepped half of his towards Warren Buffett, as has Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is the one that just went up with his brother and an older woman astronaut, 82, I believe, or however old she was, and then a young boy, I forget, was he 19? I forget his yeah, age. 18. I can't believe how much Was he 18? So yeah. we've had the four go up. And, you know, Bezos is working towards... Uh, hopefully satellite communication, but he's been wanting to put people up in space. He, he was uh, intrigued with that. So he's got money into uh, satellites, or no, really, cyber. he's put his money into uh, taking people up, I guess you'd say interstellar, but he could only go so far, but it did count, you know, if you go up 60 miles or so. So, uh one thing is the communication for all the people on the entire planet versus just going for a joyride. And right now, the only people that could afford it is in the millions, it appears, 
you know, with Rich, uh, Sir Richard Branson. Uh, you know, Sir Richard Branson has his group, Virgin. I don't know if you're familiar with how this works mm-hmm. or who can afford it, but they're all the richest men in the world, basically. And uh, when the government said our government in the United States of America allowed the uh, to go into space to be public, our contractors will say, that's how other people besides NASA, because NASA, uh, you know, National Aeronautics Space Administration was able to uh, feed in from the intelligence community out of where you live up there in Maryland and D.C., right? So if you go back and study the history of NASA, which shocked me, it was the intelligence community that uh, Central Intelligence Agency in the mm-hmm. beginning, and I was really shocked to find that out. So uh, in the entire world, intelligence and the communications and how we uh, interact with government agencies has always been a big part of who gets to go up in space. So cyberspace culture is, of course, has to deal with the Internet and how we hook up with our phones. And so what I'm saying, Melinda, is there's many – well, right here in the United States, for instance, if my daughter drives from here in Gulf Breeze over to visit her grandchildren in Atlanta because uh, we don't have a straight interstate, straight shot, she crosses one, but – there's places out in the smaller towns that can't get the internet, they, even for their children. That's you know? true. And I've seen yes. some people have to go to the McDonald's to have their children do their homework. Now, that's just not right. So the infrastructure we're building yeah, now. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people is, even having the internet at their own home, and it's not coming on strong. They have to leave the house and go somewhere else. Right, so that's very common and needs to be talked about other than the same thing over and over and over again on CNN. CNN, any of these uh, major networks uh, that have the talking heads are reading a script from uh, their research teams, but it seems like they'll get on one topic and broadcast and program people over and over and over and over. You know, they'll get on one topic you know, whether the governor just stepped down or the uh, pandemic, I won't say the name because they're really funny about you talking about those things, but especially if you're not educated with a Ph.D. or medical field, you know, Fauci, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, women and cyberspace together, I'm glad that you put that together and did some research on that. That's very impressive on your part, uh, just starting. Well, I, and I, I was curious to see in here, you know, through writing, what uh, they had the findings say, you know. And that was interesting that we only represent 20% of the working group or whatever, but that's not going to be forever. And what they were saying to spearhead yourself if you're really passionate about this field and not to be intimidated, not to be afraid. Take chances. Learn the skills. Go out, you know, do it. Be a go-getter. Don't, you know. So it's it's very yeah. interesting what you find. Yeah, Google has been in the news for uh, talking about letting people work remotely, and there's been a, a 
a little chatter on the news about uh, how people are, maybe it's just on YouTube. I can't remember now because I try to scan all channels since I'm fortunate enough to live close to the city and have uh, cable vision, but I also have AT&T internet. But it's not what I was told. I mean, I have my regular internet, and this is something we need to talk about technology and how people have access to it. So I guess that's what we're talking about just with your cell phones. The rest of the world is so far behind us. Now, China, of course, is probably the only country that we're really competing with, you know, as far as technology, maybe Russia to a little bit. There's five major countries, and, you know, America used to lead everything after World War II in technology and the wealthiest. And since I've been on the planet, I've noticed the wealthier get wealthier. (laughs) And many people talk about the tipping point of the richest men Mm -hmm. in the world having more money. And I, I don't know. Can you look up the richest women? Do you have access to your computer? The richest women in the world, what, yeah. And, you know, and, gen, and just gen, richest women in, in cyberspace or? But, yeah, it's uh, top, top richest, the top ten richest women in the world and see what you Google. Because uh, we still and, use a browser, but it's Wikipedia and Google. Most people in America at least use Google I know. to find I'm, something else. All right, let's see. Let's see the top ten. You know, you okay, can't, let's oh, see what it says. Oprah. Ten I wonder if Oprah's in the top Women 10. in the world, Forbes list. Okay. Okay, so Chilean okay. billionaire Iris Fontaba is rejoining the list of the top ten richest women this year. Who is that joining them? Well, listen. Her name is um, Chilean billionaire Iris Fontaba. Where? What country? Um, is the widow of Andronico Lucic, who served as the chairman of Coneco. A holding no. of somewhere, Lucic, I'm going to say that's in Europe, one of Chile's largest conglomerates. Let's see, who is the wealthiest woman woman in the world? Let's see, what is this? The top wealthiest okay. women in the world, 2021. Let's see what comes up. Yeah, women in culture, cyberspace culture. I'd like to see if any of them are in technology or communications. Can't believe my television came on all by itself. That just drives me crazy, all these things that happen. Okay, the world's oh. richest woman, Maria Harris, Francois, Betancourt Mayers. <laughs> uh, she scored the biggest dollar gain among women whose fortune is tied to public stock. Then they have another one, Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of Amazon, 
Jeff Bezos, who got her richest year. Uh, oh, she's up there because she's divorced. Uh, and Jeff then Pat, who is committed to giving her wealth away. Twenty, and then okay, uh, German billionaire Friday Springer gave fifty percent of the company to the chief executive Axel Springer. And that was founded by her late husband. So we have Alice Warrington, the second. She's 71 from Walmart. I don't even recognize these women. From Amazon. Julia Koch and family. She's 58. And then Miriam Adelson, she's 75, casinos. Jacqueline Mars, um, so that's Forbes, I guess, right? That you're she is number six. I was she's for um, candy and pet food. And here's so an Asian girl. Yang Huang and family. She's known for real estate, citizenship China. Um, Suzanne Clatton, 27.7 billion, 58, Germany, BMW Pharmaceuticals. That's her source of wealth. Then Gina Reinhardt. $23.6 $23.6 billion, age 67. Citizenship, you know, you Australia. Source of wealth, mining. We don't know their worth. We don't huh? relate. Francis Betancourt Myers. Now, you know, we don't relate to these. We don't. No. The John Q. Public, Alice Walton, okay? And then and we have uh, Iris Fontaba and Sammy, the last one, age 78. Melinda Gates. All right. So we don't know these. We don't normally, I mean, other than Melinda Gates, Julia Koch, or yes. I guess the Koch brothers, Julia Koch, but uh, we don't recognize their names. Yeah, and uh, the Koch brothers, uh, David Koch, well, let's see, Julia Koch, widow of David, inherited her fortune when he died in 2019. So that's right. interesting. The Koch brothers. Yeah, it's David interesting Koch stuff that you find out when you look up the most richest woman in America in that year. You know, it's it's, it's interesting stuff. Um, I'm surprised I didn't One see Oprah on this list. I know. Oh, yeah, she is. What am I saying here? In, but it, in a different way. How well do you know America's richest self-made woman in Oprah's pictures? Right down there. Self-made women. They've separated yeah, them. That's different. Inheriting. Well, that's good. Yeah, I would rather think that we're talking about women of today, but many of them just inherited, like in Chile, the mining industry was... Uh, you know that uh, Rihanna, the singer, she's a billionaire now. Who's that? Rihanna, you know the reggae singer? Oh, Rihanna, yeah. Yeah, she's What's a billionaire now. Well, so we have billionaires. Yeah. 
But I'm saying a West Indian billionaire. She's not American. Women of the world. Yep. Yeah, women, the richest women of the world. So, uh, richest women. Uh, They're not really that intuitive, but maybe, but they have the money. Now, that was in the 2020 category, I guess. But where did Oprah fall in the top of 2020? Did you look that up? Uh, Uh, Where where does she fall below the top? That just falls into, it doesn't say. uh, Depends on who's collecting the stats, I guess. Then, which is. I wonder why we always say 10. That must be a habit we started years ago. Yeah. We're getting the habit of the richest women in the world. Now we have North America, Europe, South. Okay, I like this. This is the wealthiest women in the world uh, owning business. So we have Oceania and South America mm-hmm. mining. So these women, but I wonder if, the, yeah, I like the difference. Like you said, self made women versus as billionaires. So it looks like uh, L'Oreal's granddaughter, Frances Betancourt Myers, is the wealthiest woman with the 12th richest person in the world. Right. Now, this is Bloom. Uh, our data comes from Bloomberg Billionaires Index is what I'm looking at. So uh, Betton, it would be the money comes from L'Oreal, which is <laughs> – I guess that's women's products. How do they claim that? Uh, wealthiest women in the world, the twelfth richest. Mm-hmm. But where did you see Oprah? Because these names, other than uh, the Coke name, I recognize that name, and uh, I don't see Jeff Bezos' wife on this top ten. Isn't that interesting? Oh, maybe she hadn't. But you did cover her name, Melinda. I did see her name. Right. Yeah. Because now that they're getting half their husband's wealth, but you know, Bill Gates' wife was brilliant and uh, helped him with make the money. So she's in. I mean, she's brilliant and she's entitled. And any man-woman relationship, it's amazing how they have to diversify their trust and how uh, I'm amazed at how they get all these corporations and these rich people don't pay taxes. And yet the poor people have to, or the working right. people have sure. to, and that's something the Democrats and the Republicans don't want to share. But, you know, they get lobbied. They they don't just get their money from being appointed by the people. They get money from lobbyists promoting their quest to get into these bills. But Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of America founder Jeff Bezos, who's had the distinction of the richest person in the world, remarried. She and her husband joined her commitment to donate more than their most of their fortune to philanthropic efforts. Interesting. And uh, also, they got a divorce in 2019. So Mackenzie received 25% of Jeff's Amazon stock of 4% of the company. Interesting how that worked out. You know, for the first 20 years, he told people there's no way they were going to get a return on their investment. He is a brilliant person. You know, of course, he'd worked on the stock exchange or for somebody over there. So he was smart when he went after books. But, I mean, think about it. He's like a self-made man. He lived in a little – they lived in a little yucky house, you know, a little – you know, just a natural 
suburban home and went from nothing to something. So Jeff Bezos is a wonder of today, and so is Oprah. I would say Oprah, people know Oprah. They don't really know Jeff Bezos owns Amazon, but going into space helps some. But we all can't know everything about every possible subject on the planet. But I'm very curious to keep cyberspace culture going and women visualizing America and how women can go forth you know, even in this pandemic, don't you think helping people, including ourselves, though we don't make any money at doing this, but, uh, you know, war is how they kept the world going. I do remember that from classes, but the war of, uh, they called it, the World War II ended, and we started rebuilding all the countries, helping them build, right, from World War II. And uh, it affects everything, including stock market and Main Street and how we adjust. But the debt and the major economic outcome for the entire world. Now, I'm looking at men versus women comparing income by industry. Now, mining, real estate, construction, finance, and insurance, professional, scientific, and technical services looks Woo, men in finance, professional, scientific, and management of companies and enterprises, those three are way outmoded by men, and utilities too. So now the information industry that we're in, it's still run by men, the most money, you know, in the billions, folks. So women make less than men. And the U.S. economy, including educational, health care, and food services. Now, you'd think since World War II, and women had to fill in the gap. I don't know if a lot of people probably don't know this, but women were filling all the men's jobs while men were off fighting the war. And after that, the big, the, the big richest people in the world, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the R families, starts with the R is what I mean. They are the ones that controlled the world from World War II forward with their money. And even when uh, at one time one of the presidents went to Rockefeller because of money globally, I don't know if you know that, but uh, to borrow money for the, to keep the government alive. So that's sort of a story you'll hear about the history of America if they mm-hmm. tell it right. Now, uh, in our finance, it looks like finance and insurance – is the top-rated gender wage gap that finance and insurance sells women. So women, get out there if you want to find, learn finance and insurance. That's true. Uh, administration. Now, the medium earnings, my God, these are ridiculously low wages of America's debt explained in one chart. It has ranked finance and insurance. Men make eighty-three to women's fifty a year. So eighty-three thousand versus fifty. Now we're down in the thousands. This is the more where I live. Okay, way low. And uh, public administration: men make thirty-five, women make twenty-two. Now this is the average gender gap. Okay, visualization. <laughs> this comes from uh, the National Center of Education Statistics. So. 
good lens. What a difference. I had no idea. It's like ten to 20,000. Uh, the first one's 30,000 difference, so anywhere between, yeah, roughly 30,000 to 10,000 a year. Science and technology, 84 for men, 53 for women. Uh, but still, these are the working class. Forestry, 32. Fishing and hunting, women, 20. Managing companies and enterprises, 85 to 58. Retail, and we're talking in thousands, folks. Retail trade, 30 to 21. So still roughly a 10K difference. Healthcare. Now, this should be, well, women, but no. Healthcare and assistance, 51 men, 35. So I guess that would include the doctors and the nurses, healthcare and social assistance. Then information that uh, Melinda and I are in, sharing information, 65 for men, 46 for women. So mm-hmm. there's a 20, roughly a 19, 20,000-year gap. Transportation I used to be in, and I made good money, transportation and warehousing, 44 to 32. So 44 men, 32 women. Manufacturing, 52 men, 37 women, about 15,000. Oh, art and entertainment, I guess we're in that too because we do psychic work. They make us go under entertainment, folks. Arts, entertainment, and recreation, 28 men, 21 women. That's very low pay. That's the lowest on the board if you're in arts and entertainment. Isn't that always the way it is, the starving mm-hmm. artists? Okay? Now, public administration is way up there, 66 for men and 50 for women. Food services, and we always need that. It's called accommodation, so I guess that would be my uh, hotel. And then hospitality would be an accommodation and food, 20 for men, 16 for women. So women, this is the lowest gap is food services. For, it's only 4K difference. So that's statistically now. Utilities, 76. That's the ones that run the utilities like <laughs> – Electricity, you need our utilities in the world. That's 76 to 60 for women. That's, again, 15,000. What? 70, no, that's 16,000. Wholesale trade, 51 to 40. Uh, administrative waste management, yeah, who wants to do that job? But we have to have it, folks. We have to have wastewater treatment plants and how to help the environment while we're getting rid of all the waste. But that's 31 to 25. In other words, the men make 31. This is overall globally, well, national. No, this would be in our country, national. Educational services, 47. Why would men get paid more? I guess the PhDs at the universities. Educational services, 47 to 39 for women. It's only 8,000. So that's still not only 4,000. Which one was that? Eating and food, wasn't it? Real estate, forty-six to 40000 So women are up and coming in real estate. That's good. Leasing homes, leasing real estate. Mining and gas, 73 men, 65 women. And then the last one's construction, 42. Oh, my God. Women are up there, 93%. Well, mm-hmm. you go, women. Women are getting into construction. Oh, yes, I've been noticing um, that. That's only three. That's the lowest difference is women in construction. Wow. Well, you go, women. Put those belts on and get out there and make those houses. (laughs) (laughs) It could be flipping those homes. 
you know, a lot of women are owning it and buying it and going into construction and flipping those homes, you know. So uh, they're making just about as much as men. Now, this is on howmuch.net if you're interested in the article. It's called Timeline U.S. Debt History. The editor says author is Irina. Wow, what happened? They don't even put their whole name anymore. They've gotten so security conscious, beyond Bitcoin, top cryptocurrencies. Now, that's another subject we should do is on cryptocurrencies one day. Uh, of course, this lends more towards things, money and business type of listening audience, where mine is more spirituality and women, especially on Wednesdays, helping women uh, learn to be better at being women. And what's out there? Let me see if I get some of these calls out of the way. They know to call in on the last hour. Eight one two. Hi, you're live and on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. There's. I'm going to see if I'm opening up the lines. Eight one two. Can you hear me? Oh, are you on eight one two? I just opened this one up. I guess they're just listening. Okay, let me see about three four seven. Three four seven. Hello. You're live and on the air. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jake, and I was just. <laughs> Do you respect our? <laughs> my name is. Jake. Okay, I'm not doing that anymore, folks. <laughs> not on. These guys are having fun. He's even laughing so hard he couldn't do. It. <laughs> They're entertaining themselves, but he was a young boy with an accent. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what to do with these kids today. It's not funny. <laughs> Melinda, are you there? Hello? Uh-oh. Well, I lost Melinda. <laughs> Intuitive Women Wednesdays. I guess I better change it back to cyberspace culture. <laughs> Because uh, this ain't working. These these kids, you know, thinking they're cute. I, I'm amazed at how much when we're live that people tune into this uh, chant, uh, this radio. Uh, I don't know what you can platform because uh, <laughs> these kids out there listening, if they know that we're doing a live show and I may hit the button, but used to, I screened them before they came on and, uh, or I had someone do it for me. I'm having to do everything myself today. So folks, if you want to help us out, we'd really appreciate it. You can send us in a, a donation to, <laughs> oh Lord, uh, these kids, how they entertain themselves. It's ridiculous in cyberspace culture. They have nothing better to do. How do they, what do they do? Are they paid by other companies? Or are they just kids uh, entertaining themselves just to hear themselves? I don't get it. But, uh, you know, if you give, if you're paying for time, and I have to pay for the time, so uh, to get out there, if you feel like you're a woman with a mission or a woman with a passion, and you have something you'd like to say, please let me know, and we will put you in our membership. But I'm not going to bring people on just to talk anymore. These kids have ruined it in nine years. Uh, you know, So you can't have on blog talk and open. You have to screen them, and that's why you've set it up to have a co-host. And I'm going to have to train, uh, I guess, co-hosts to work with me and to 
open the chat room, and uh, usually this, the co-host will screen people. So, Melinda, I'm going to have to help have you screen because it used to be we could open them up for psychic readings, but I think that, that you have to have a co-host on your show and open the chat room and learn how to run the board. And there's a green button here you can hit on and talk to the people and screen them before you give them airtime. That is the proper way to do it. So for those of you listening, let me see if this is Melinda. Melinda, is this you? Do you respect Howard Stern's penis? Do you respect Howard Stern's penis? Let's see. Melinda, is that you? No. um, Here, um, no, my Okay. Well, I've lost Melinda. Okay. Did I lose me? No, I'm still here. (laughs) Okay. Well, folks, you know, we do our best to be here. And if you'd like to be on our show in the future, you can join our club. It's a radio club, and we also have an author's club for those of you professionals and entrepreneurs and authors are independent, and it's ACO Club, and you can go on paypal.me. It's like instead of .com, it's a .me, and I didn't choose that name. PayPal did, so paypal.me forward slash T.J. Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, E.T. Radio. So that's T.J. Morris, E.T. Radio. I've had that brand uh, for nine years. It was set up by my producer out of Canada. And uh, I don't know why Melinda can't get back on now, uh, but we got started a little late today. And uh, I went ahead and changed it Cyberspace Culture, Melinda D'Amico and Teresa J. Morris, because unfortunately we have people that do not respect radio are themselves, are the way they talk or entertain themselves. So that is their monkey brains. That is uh, lack of intelligence or lack of education and lack of morals and ethics. And uh, we do have those. And this show today will prove that in cyberspace culture. And uh, why they do that uh, is one thing. But without me doing this with a screening, this is what we're going to get. So that's probably why they can't get on as much as they used to because we screen the calls. Just so you gentlemen know, I will not be bringing uh, people on in the future to do that. And the way to do that is to set this up with a co-host that has to screen you and see if you're a male uh, with an ignorant way of thinking and entertaining oneself. And, folks, I I guess for nine years that I've been here on Blog Talk, there's just no way to know uh, what type of information you're opening yourself up to when you open up the board. So I will not be talking to those people uh, open source anymore. So you're going to have to help us. And if you want to join, and I know who you are, it's just out of respect for the – airwaves and uh, people listening because I've done my part to pay for nine years to be here. It's always been the same, $40 a month, $39.99, and they haven't gone up. But at the same time, there's so many open source ways to have your podcast. 
and uh, presented on Blog Talk or any place else, including uh, ours goes was purchased by Box Nest, which was with Spreaker, bought Spreaker. Uh, I'm not sure if Vox, Vox Nest bought, it's a V-O-X, N-E-S-T bought Spreaker, but it's Vox Nest iHeart, I guess, now, and uh, iHeart Media to acquire Vox Nest. Now, that was October 23rd. So Bob Pittman in October 27, 2020, a lot of deals been going on, folks, out there. Uh, he said that uh, he announced to go from minority shareholder in Vox Nest uh, to iHeart grow its podcast and revenue. So that was a business transaction that was done. iHeart Media announced to go from minority shareholder to Vox Nest to buy the company outright. So iHeart Media is who's running the show now. The deal gives iHeart the monetization platform Dynamo and tech capabilities, including dynamic ad insertion audience and content targeting programming podcasts, buying access to all audio cell platforms and a full podcast analytics platform. So the company expects additional inventory coming in from BoxNest Audio Network and that will increase monetization across the range of podcasts, benefiting both the buyers and the sellers. So kudos to iHeart and be able to drive greater monetization for creators. I doubt that because we get pennies. Yeah, the way they've set this up with uh, Commission Junction is pennies out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, with uh, the way that I, well, not Commission Junction, but it's really not fair the way we put in the content for podcasters for the way they've set up to give pennies on the end for who they choose usually to put in on the advertisers. And just so you know, if you see any ads, those are not chosen by me. Those are chosen by the big company, iHeart. And uh, that's just the way it's been. Um, in the way that they've got the technology set up. Now, uh, unfortunately, we have people that have in the past been able to get on, and I'm not going to approve any audience. So if you want to participate with me and be live on the air, have something to share that's worth listening to, then uh, I will know who you are before I bring you on. And you can donate uh, and join membership-wise to paypal.me forward slash TJ Morris ET Radio. That's my brand, TJ Morris ET Radio. And we will move forward with iHeartMedia and all those out there that uh, work with us professionally and uh, to make the world a better place without these people entertaining themselves uh, just by being there with nothing better to do. Now, Women Wicca Wednesdays is going to be about learning our gifts and how to share with others and uh, not worrying about people that will sidetrack us or detract from what we're trying to create here. 
with our groups uh, for emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual growth. And I am looking for authors to be in our authors club for $5 a month. And that way, if you want to come on from time to time, or we can market for you. We have websites. And uh, we have to do our own uh, marketing and promoting of our club for our members. And at the same time, in radio, allowing our members to express what topics they would like to share on the resources that my company, American Communications Online, is paying for not to be disturbed. Plus, there's money I have to put out for distribution. I don't have to, but I choose to with Spreaker. Uh, And then there's other podcasting places available that you can put your brand and your radio station and the open source information you're willing to share with other people. And topics that you find interesting and topics that apply to today in this ever-changing world uh, Melinda, if you can hear me, uh, I don't see you, and I'll refresh the screen if you want to call back in for the next hour. Interesting. Okay, I refreshed. And, uh, you know, what we talk about, there's so much information out there, oh, my gosh, to talk about. And the women of the world uh we were talking about the richest women in the world. Uh, let me let me look up women as uh, women. I'll put I'm gonna put those uh, since we don't know those names. It's not very entertaining, is it? So one thing I've learned about the entertainment industry is getting your name out there is very important. But maybe these wealthiest women in the world don't care, uh, like. The royalty, but Forbes uh, says three two thousand three hundred seventy individuals earned the honor of appearing on Forbes World Billionaires list. But you know we don't know who they are, nor do we care because we're down here in the trenches. We're making fifty k and below, and now some people make a hundred k and above. But you know the people that I grew up with. Seriously, I don't know if both my parents working together ever made 50K uh, in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And I was out on my own at 67, May 10th, 67. Let me see. Uh, Income uh, for USA uh, since 1960. Let's see what happens. I know it's based on wars, (laughs) guns and drugs, right? Drug running, gun running. It's the income of family and persons in the United States, 1960. What was the average U.S. income? Now, that would be interesting to me. Maybe not you, but uh, income of families. Uh, We can go to the the census.gov. Oh, goodness, current population reports. My goodness, they gave me a whole PDF. Oh, my, I don't want that. That's too in-depth. That uh, Trends in family income, average money income, current dollars. Wow, talking about money income, that's going to be a whole other show because that's very complicated. Now, the wealthiest women in the world, 
estimated wealth in owner owned businesses. Uh, North America, let's see, goodness, they've got women. How did they do this? The net worth, don't fifty billion and more versus twenty billion, ten billion and five billion. <laughs> How much dot net? So thank you for being here. I don't know who owns it. I didn't do any research on it. But the top richest women in the world, number one was Frances Betancourt Myers and family, $73.4 billion. Julia Flesher Koch, coach, K-O-C-H and family, $61.1 billion. Number three is Alice Walton, $57.6 billion. Number four is Mackenzie Scott with $53.5 billion. Five is Jacqueline Mars, $41.1 billion. Six is Yang Huayan, uh, $28.6. That's H-U-I-Y-A-N. Seven is Gina Reinhart with $27.6 billion. Eight is Abigail Johnson, $25.3 billion. Nine, Iris von Bonna and family, $23.6 billion. And ten is Susan Clanton, $22.9 billion. The richest women in the world. Now, they represent several industries, including fashion, retail, food, beverage, real estate. And the most famous families represent top 35 women are from the Mars family alone of candy making. What? Five of the top 35 women. Mars family. I guess we eat a lot of Mars candy. Mars is one of the big ones, right, that helped make America great was – Candy, Hershey's, and Mars. Now, Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, I didn't even know her name nor recognize it, but uh, she and her husband joined her commitment to donate most of the fortune for, I don't know, philanthropic. So she knows she's got more than she can deal with, so maybe she's a normal woman because she was with Jeff when he had nothing, I'm sure. So we'll learn more about her name, Mackenzie Scott, and Melinda goes married to – why is Melinda not on here? Gates. That's curious. Our Oprah. So, you know, the names that we know, the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Understanding Money. Well, do we understand money? That is something we should learn in school. And I was taught not anything about how to manage money. I guess the economy and business at all in high school. But I've been told that now the children are taught how to work with money and I guess how to manage a checkbook, maybe. I don't know if that's true or not. You guys can check it out. Now, the kids have gone back to school. Uh, we're visualizing the world in a better place. Uh, with The governments allowed the world a time to breathe, all governments. But America, never forget, after World War II, we built the rest of the world. We really helped them get off the ground, so to speak, because it was nothing but rubble. including the UK. So this is one thing America needs to realize and come back to is infrastructure for ourselves because all these other 
195 countries in all. So we'll say 194, <laughs> well, at least 193. Uh, you know, the historic breakdown of how America comes back will be made in the USA products, okay? Exports of goods and services, uh, U.S. imports and exports. So we have goods and services. It used to be called products and services, but they say goods and services now. So the world is based on economic trade with financial activities around the world. And the economists, uh, women, please get into economics not just sociology, but economics, please. Help us learn how to run this, even though uh, the world economy is China. The United States is still leading uh, with Europe over there, with Germany, except with the GDP. Uh, and the global eco- economy is now due to COVID-19, is uh, looked on the eve of the coronavirus recession. Uh, now, the international market for computer devices, my goodness, uh, China holds the huge $148 billion. Really? So our latest uh, illustrates the extent to which Asia dominates the world export market for computer services. Uh, China pretty much owns the world when it comes to that with 148 billion unto the United States only 26 and Mexico 32 billion the Netherlands 28 billion Germany 15 billion Czech Republic 13 billion so China is leading the pack folks Hong Kong's only 21 billion Thailand 12 billion jeez uh, visualization of the coronavirus economic impact on everybody. Uh, it's really, you know, your state getting its fair share of coronavirus stimulus. It looks like the Paycheck Protection Program benefited a lot of states, Texas and California, more so than any others. Now, uh, Paycheck Protection injected billions of dollars into the stimulus. Of course, Cash in, cash out, right? Cash is king. But I know everything is going up except our income in America. And we're going to be speaking for those that are making 50000 or less for women in their household. So a lot of women were set. I can hear them now all over the world going, I wish I made fifty k a year. So that should be something you talk about in your groups as individuals is fifty six k or below. And... Uh, why are we not making more money when the econ- economy, all the things we pay for are going up? You know, there's inflation uh, for fruit and vegetables and grains and dairy and everything that uh, we choose to visualize for food. But, you know, food, you can't leave it out like you used to could either. So uh, after three days, it is gone. And, uh, you know, I've tested it being that I live alone. And uh, it's important to know that the cost of food for two weeks of a quarantine, just think about what you need. And uh, most people say beans and rice, the legumes, right? Uh, You can live on beans and rice. 
that canned food tuna. And this is a time for preppers to uh, train others into visualizing America's needs. But America's economic output by GDP by county, are you kidding me? California, Texas, and New York make up one-third of the U.S. GDP. Okay, gross, I guess, domestic products. Is that it? Let me look and see, because you know we talk about the GDP all the time. And uh, per capita and the definition uh, by country, but gross domestic product uh, can be determined in three ways, all of which should theoretically give the same result. But the production approach is the income approach of the speculated expenditure approach. Now, GDP and why it's important, a guide uh, to know what is going on. We have inflation, unemployment, government budgets, and people want to go back to work. And yes, we're in a pandemic, but that should not detract us from making money because most households, and that's me included, I had my car break down. I don't have $400 to – it cost me $1,300, you know. Fortunately, I had a sister that would help me, uh, but not everybody has somebody they can go to in their family. I was extremely fortunate. But think about it. What do you make? It's under fifty k a year is what we need to focus on. And if you have a male – even with a two-people family, fifty k. You, uh, the world needs to look at the, you know, what we're doing. Now the focus is in Albania, Algeria, and Angola, uh, where the world seems to be hurt the most. Uh, but talking about, we talk about the gross national product and how we can help others in the future. We've got to work on looking at how inflation affects the economy and how even if we've got money or even if we can get jobs, it's got to equal out. And we do need help for child care development so women can work, and that is being worked on here in America. And uh, we have – we're focusing economics on the world in general and how we can communicate with others. That's going to be a big important part of making money in the future. So making money, you know, money is strictly an exchange for energy, what we put out, input, output. And it's something the kids of today need to understand. They're going to have to take care of themselves. Once People around internationally, European, they allowed their children to live at home until 25. And I believe finally in America we went with the European way because uh, that just kids need to have education. And the kids aren't maturing emotionally as fast coming in empath, indigo, crystal, because emotionally they really don't expect take care of themselves in a lot of ways. I don't know how this has happened, but it's true. And we've noticed that in cyberspace culture. So the children are going, the jobs they're working at home remotely and working in call centers around the world to help the larger companies. 
at 12 and 15 an hour, including for AT&T and the uh, contractors. And I've been testing them out around the world in California and Texas uh, in New York. And you can tell from my calls as well. But the economic impact on business, and we have all these people pushing white paper still in special reports, but we go by certain class, and it's called bias. Uh, the people we usually get the numbers from, they're already biased, and uh, we've got to stop compromising our intelligence based on the numbers we collect from uh, people groups that have been uh, asked to participate already with bias in mind, uh, whether it's the television industry, the food industry, pharmaceutical industry, uh, on the commodities. Uh, now, global commodity pricing, it flattened in July. Uh, it plunged 1.6 month to month in July from 5.9 in June. So the second weakest reading that the current 10-month sequence has. Now, you know, if you focus on the economics in the entire world, we need to see what country, based on the templates, that means where the crust shifts in the oceans. The, the, uh, we really need to go by the plates, and I got that from higher up. Agricultural com commodities right now are coffee cocoa, corn, cotton, soybean, sugar, wheat, and wool. And uh, precious metals are gold, palladium, platinum, and silver. The base metals, alumina, nickel, aluminum, steel, copper, steel, USA, iron ore, tin, lead, zinc. Energy, we have Brent crude oil, thermal coal, coking coal, uranium, gas oil, WTI crude oil, gasoline, and natural gas. So these are the economics that we're watching globally and uh, by countries, by the country, not just the intelligence community, uh, economic data. But, folks, the main thing you should be concerned about is you and where you live and your town. You're, first of all, in your home, your household, and then your neighbor's your local area neighbors, your community as it extends out in your little town or city, rural. And the big cities are changing, and you have to be aware of that. And so we have to visualize a better America and a better world. But we start in our own homes and being orderly and keeping things proper for our emotional health, our mental health, our physical health, and our spiritual health. So we do care about people. That's what we do when we come to this planet. We care. We care to share and be aware of all those awakened and aware that they are part of something much bigger than themselves and that we're all born here to uh, – we're born, we live, and we die. That's the, the way it is. We're not going to be able to change that. As far as I know, even in this reality that we're saying we're going from 125 years to 135 years within the next 30 years. Now, will I be alive? I don't know. Uh, we could say I would. I'd be 105 and roughly. Let's say I'll be 70 this year, so 
30 years is 135 years, 105. We'll see. But uh, what I do now is I take my money out of my limited income on a fixed budget to help people in the radio business and making videos and helping them share their books as authors or if they're life coaches, how do they, that is their calling and their outreach. Now, I also help mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, and shaman because when I came back from being off planet as a person out of body with a near-death experience several times, I learned that we are much more than the physical body. And this is from experience, folks. It's the best experience I've ever had. And it's very euphoric when you leave your body you know, for death and dying. Those that have out-of-body experience is just one level of existence of being able to travel, fly your spirit around. And people learn that in our metaphysical world. But meditating at a level and relaxing and clearing your mind and then being able to go out and share yourself. This is the work of the sage elders that are alive on the planet now. It's a very mysterious level. And if you're talking like those kids coming on here, uh, I'm going to leave that because that shows the ignorance that is abound on this planet and in America. And, you know, that's just 1% maybe of the intelligence level that is out there. But kids today have too much time on their hands. They're not being taught to read and write properly like we did when even in the 50s and 60s. It was a very big thing, including we couldn't wait third grade when we started learning cursive writing. And I don't, I've heard they don't even teach cursive writing anymore because we've gone to computer science and it's no longer needed to write cursive. So I don't know how they sign their name. I guess tronically now I've noticed I have to scribble something even though it's an electronic signature. So that's part of the cyberspace culture now is how do we sign our names and why are kids not being taught cursive anymore? Because it's not needed. It's outdated. So uh, these are things in cyberspace culture and being intuitive, helping women of today, how it all goes together. We help ourselves and others. And I guess Melinda tried to get on and couldn't come on. So, Melinda, I apologize. But I haven't seen you come back on. But let me refresh the screen again. Nope. So uh, she did a good job on the topic for today. Now, changing who we are in the future, we're, we're doing that together, folks. And I'm making a lot of... YouTubes and putting them out there, open source. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can't control, so don't worry about the things you can't control, but you can vote in America, and we're talking nationally now just in America. Uh, the top 10 states contributing is California, Texas, New York, Florida, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, Georgia, and Washington. And uh, those uh, counties contributing uh, is Los Angeles, California, 3.8, New York, New York, 3.2, Cook County, Illinois, 1.9, Harris County, which is Houston, 
1.9, Santa Clara, California, 1.7, King, Washington, 1.5, Dallas, Texas, 1.3, Orange County, California, 1.2, Maricopa, Arizona, 1.2, and San Diego, 1.2. Now, that's uh, the gross domestic product. Now, consumers spend, that's how you understand the GDP, if you hear about it on Main Street or Wall Street. But people, you didn't hear about saving money through unions or 401K uh, lately, uh, but there's ways to save money. And, uh, you know, the biggest companies right now, MasterCard, uh, the most valuable companies by market capitalization, Procter & Campbell, Bank of America, Walmart, Johnson Johnson, Visa, J.P. Morgan, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett, Alibaba. I guess you guys know Mao of the Alibaba, the Chinese company, and Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, which owns Google, Microsoft, Apple, Saudi Aramco, PetroChina, Standard Oil, South Sea Company. Mississippi Company and Dutch East India, and we got started with the uh, trade uh, in India, right? Does uh, anybody remember that from past lives, possibly? (laughs) I like India, and I have a name, Taj, with India folks, but uh, the first, uh, I guess, and foremost thing we learned on this planet was how to trade. If you needed something and you were willing to trade for it, and a lot of people are going back to that, including with cryptocurrency, so uh, gaming. Uh, so there's a whole way to learn about how to trade and what to trade, and uh, many of my friends are sharing who they are and their books and how to entertain people and their storytelling, like Melinda said earlier helping people understand who they are. Now, I'm hoping uh, a lot of you are movie and TV people. Uh, I grew up loving America and loving to go and escape in the big silver screens uh, watching movies, something my children and grandchildren don't really follow any longer because they don't really go to the movies. It's not a big thing. And uh, I wished it was. So it still is for people. Oh, is that... Melinda, did you come back? Let me see. I don't recognize this number. Is that you, Melinda? No, this isn't isn't Melinda. Hi. Hi, I've only got six minutes left. I know, I know. I I I was listening to the whole show, but I was actually listening online on my phone. Um... Very interesting show. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to, I'm sorry. I heard some motorcycles outside. I just wanted to add a comment to the um, the need for women Melinda? to be in more. Hello? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the what's need your name? To, and where are you calling My from? name is Jackie. I'm At least from New Jersey. My name is Jackie. Oh, I'm good, calling Jackie. from New Jersey. The need for okay, women to good. be in, and more um, science, technology, you know, the STEM and the STEAM um, programs. But from school, 
and depending where you go to school, you are indoctrinated not to believe that you're good in math and science. And even though you may have an aptitude for it, you, you know, if you didn't get the problem correct, you were automatically wrong. Whereas now, the new standards are being taught in terms of process. So you may not get the answer correct, but as long as you understand it step by step, you, oh, you really? begin to, to develop it. Like, I went are you in education? Are you have, yes. Children. Yes. I'm in education. You're in education. Children. And, oh, wonderful. And, and, well, maybe you can help us on Wednesdays. Good. Yes, yeah, more for women. But, yeah, tell okay. us about that because it has changed. In this, I'm very big on science, technology, engineering, and math. We call that STEM, folks, for the yes. STEM program. But we'd love to have women come on here and talk about things such as that. It may be boring to others, but maybe there's some that can get what you're saying. Or, like you said, it's a very interesting show. We've we've had a huge, you know, uh, table <laughs> smorgasbord today. But yeah, t- yes. tell me. And, and we and we have a generation. Know. We have a generation that has a lack of focus because they're pulled in a million and one directions at once. And I'm going to go back. 23 years ago, because I'm 23 years into my um my career, and it's been a struggle from day one. Because when I came in the door, I couldn't understand why people weren't doing cursive, because they couldn't take notes. And this was way before everyone had a laptop or computer or cell phone in their hand. So I couldn't understand why they even took it out of the curriculum, because if you wrote something down and you said something, it took the students five times as much time to do manuscripts. But with all of that and with, the, you know, the lack of time right now, um, even still to this day, the culture is such where women are not really supported in the math and science. They're not because I, I, I work in a in a, in a a field that used to be female-dominated, and you have a lot of males in the field who I don't know if, they, if they're just dealing with their own biases or whatever, but they're so intimidated by a woman who could think that they spend more time crafting games to suppress her. And I don't get it. Because once you call yourself an educator, you want everybody around you to learn. You want everybody to hear your voice. But they spend more time circumventing the process. And just just the reason why the, the Asians and the Chinese are outdoing them. Because we're not supporting the people who are trying in this country. We're just not. Nine times out of ten in my field, it's women. I'm sorry? What kind of field are you? Education, you said, and women is... Yes. is I'm in education, where you are and in I'm, I'm, I'm in education, and I am looking for the next thing to, to, to do once I retire from it. Well, we're talking about, you know, cyberspace culture, and that technology is only going to grow. It may not pay the most. Uh, I'm getting 12 to 15 hour is the average pay just to learn the boards for companies. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, call centers is a big thing around the world. You know, you can go into a call center to get jobs. There's plenty of them out there, and they're always needing people to learn how to run the and boards. Coding, and and coding, coding is supposed to be a new emerging thing for kids 
at a younger age, which I think is a great thing to do. Teach the kids how to code exactly. and also to teach them to be creative. But I just really wanted to ask if you could just, you know, say something real quick about 5G. Like, what do you really think oh, okay. about this 5G network, Jackie? It has so many well, different Well, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I am somewhat of a developer and uh website host, you know, that's what I've been doing since I got off the road coast to coast is working with GoDaddy and uh, learning GoDaddy's ways. I was a reseller and affiliate and all of that. But 5G, now that my company, I'm I'm learning much more about 5G and that I can't get it. Even though I'm in a very busy part of the world, they haven't, they say 5G, but this is interesting. I've been learning from AT&T and Mediacom, even though it's about speed. And, you know, we have a faster speed, but, you know, 5G, the wireless technology, you know, how we explain that, you know, you have to look it up because there's so many conspiracy theories out there. But they're saying but, they're so 5G. One thing, let me tell you one thing that I noticed, right? So, okay, I work okay. remotely. I worked remotely since COVID had started until June. And what you could you could increase your bandwidth, but just as much as you're increasing it, it depends on the number of and um, devices that are actually accessing the bandwidth. So if you work from home, of course you have wireless printers, you have computers, you have monitors, you might have an extra monitor, you might have a tablet, or all different things because more people was actually working from home. So your bandwidth started to um, slow down a bit. But on the other side of that, if you're empathic, which I am, I literally was feeling it organized. I had to have certain crystals around me because I literally felt drained just being on the computer and jumping off later. Oh, yeah. You drained you. More than anything else. It's like doing work. Uh, It says, you know, people say that it's causing low latency. It may, it's not, yeah, it's like a draining, but yeah, there's something about how close, let's say, your uh, phones are. But it's capable Mm -hmm. of air interface, just like radio waves. That's why we use Mm -hmm. it. But it's okay. designed for a more extended uh, time. In other words, the things we want, higher speed, super reliability, things like that, mm-hmm. is the fact that it's what we want in our ecosystem and the fact that we want to communicate, but something's going to suffer. But in the industry, they're doing their best to make it more healthcare uh, worthy. But we're not. Right. It's not going to go away, folks. It's only going to be more, and we're I going know. to understand six and seven G. But we got to learn how we advance technology, how we mm-hmm. use it for the global expansion. And I, my whole company is American Communications Online, and networking. You know, to evolve what we're doing with this capability. But you know, okay. we've gone to seven uh, GHZ. It's uh, MIMO Mobile. Wave side link technology. So we're trying to get fiber options in here, but I'm still running on a copper line into my house okay. for my internet. 
Okay. And I run on Mediacom, but Mediacom's fastest speed, slowest speed is as fast as I can get on AT&T. And I've been loyal to AT&T, I guess, since I was born because my grandmother worked uh, on a switchboard at Olin Matheson with a headset on. So mm-hmm. I knew I was destined you know, to do something in cyberspace community later on in life. But, you know, how we talk about 5G depends on, like you said, the bandwidth, what we need. And if you have four or five kids at home, you're going to be – it depends on how much you're using, like you said. Do you have children using their uh, laptops or computers? You have cell phones. You're on a computer. You're working. You're holding on yards. Your bandwidth. You may have a faster internet in terms of bandwidth, but it's not as quick as, as as one would think because you have multiple devices on there. But that bandwidth is still in the atmosphere, and it does affect people. It really does. But that's another show. I, I you know I just wanted to pipe in on that only because yeah, you are coming to the end of your show. Appreciate it. Do you know Melinda? In I know it sounds funny, but. Uh, you, you both talk similar. She's in New Jersey, and we're just okay. building this show for women. But uh, your okay. name is Jackie? Yeah, well, you have my number. So if anything, you could connect us. You you oh. have my number. Now, there was a good idea. You know, nobody's ever, yeah. well, a few times on my psychic shows. But let me, yeah. okay, I'll write your number down because I've never yeah. uh, Cause, cause it is done that. It's more that I wanted oh, to I can have a things that I wanted to it's more things that I want to say I want to add that you were discussing during the show, but well, I really couldn't get it. it. So it'll be here. Yeah. yeah, it'll be here for you to come back and listen to. And uh, then mm-hmm. I also pay to have it, you know, it saves me a, a, save a few, well, you know, 20 to $50 a month for distribution. So I don't have to do all the work, but okay. Jackie of Jersey is the, and you're an educator. So you'd sit right in, and yeah, I'm, looking, uh, I'll, I'm, looking, I'm looking to take all of this that I've done so far and go on to the next level. I mean, I'm sorry, you're fading intuitive. away. Excuse me, you're fading it's, away. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I'm I'm ready I'm ready to do something quite different. So I can talk to you about well, that at another time. Yeah, I train people too. Uh, as a psychic, that's something I've never been able to get away from, no matter where I lived. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's a calling and a gift. But I died several times, and I, I have a sight, an insight, and we're called psychic mediums. Some are better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be under the entertainment field, especially in radio. And I used to do them free for all these years, but I'm, now I'm only going to do membership only. So mm-hmm. I know that people are legitimate, real, and I wasn't even going to answer let anybody else come on, but I thought, saw the area code, and I thought you were Melinda, so that's the expl- explanation, because I don't have her number memorized, <laughs> but I, I do see the numbers. You're right. So are you a regular blog talk person? Yeah, I, and I usually call in for um, psychical spiritual health, because I'm trying to figure out what to do next, with, not only with my life and career, but also to move forward. Because things have drastically changed. You well, know. I'm building different different uh, domains, websites, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm putting up articles. But 
you know, anything you want to research and come on, just let me or Melinda know. And, uh, so everything is I'll in your email. show description? Like, I'm talking real fast. No. The black talk will cut you out in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, you're you're very speedy. Uh, I'm from the South. I was born in Monroe, Louisiana. But I, when I traveled the world, I was government trained, and I didn't have any accent. But I've lived the last 20 years in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, where I married yeah. a man in the government, and I adapted. It worked you're for down me. There near, you're me. down there near Vidalia, right? Vidalia. Uh-huh. Well, now I'm, I'm I'm in Gulf Breeze, Florida, but uh-huh. still, uh, people still talk more like I do now. Now, Alabama is where I went to college, and my children moved from Houston to Alabama. And since they went to school, they have a Birmingham, Alabama accent, believe it or not. And there is a distinct chatter. But then in every culture, you have different levels based on their culture, where they lived. And, uh, you know, I've got people here that love their slang, right? They use slang, and they're okay in the hood, so to speak. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, the kids like that, and they're not going to change. Plus, in music today, you know, so that's a whole other subject. But, Jackie, yeah. I'd love for you to participate and come okay. on. And Folks, building a club, uh, ACO club, and a club for women, too, on Wednesdays. It's $5 membership, and you can go to paypal.me forward slash TJ Morris ET Radio if you'd like to send in your $5 membership fee. And it's strictly by donations to pay the overhead and I filed a nonprofit called Ascension Cosmos Oracles for all you mystics, oracles, psychic sages, seers, shaman, artists, authors, you know, visual and performing artists. And uh, hopefully we'll come back. It's been hard for me because I burned my candle at both ends doing uh, developing administration, domains, hosting, keeping up with all the software that has to be updated on just my sites alone. Plus, my clients on my pro board are the hub at GoDaddy. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's a big business. It takes years to do what we do. But there is a learning curve in anything you do. But uh, here, if you want to learn, Jackie, and help be a co-host, uh, I need people to screen the calls before we put them on live on the air. So that's what I'm looking for, folks. We do this voluntarily as a membership-driven online this cyberspace culture. And uh, Jackie, I appreciate you that, tuning that in. That sounds like a that sound like a board hacker today. Someone who didn't have anything else to do, and you were so right when you said that his multi brain, his multi brain was full alert. So you're falling off. <laughs> the, the the person who was hacking the show today he didn't have anything. Oh, you heard that? Yeah, I was on the computer is? listening. I, I, you know, again, they're, they're, in their, they're in their lower vibration, their monkey brain. Like a kid sitting in the classroom can't figure out what to say or do, so they interrupt everybody. Problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I, nine years ago, I had it, but uh, over the years, I learned how to screen the calls, and they have a, a co-host that can help me run the board, which you have to trust yeah. somebody. Because you have to give them the numbers that the mm-hmm. blog talk gives you to get in to be a co-host. And so they can see everything you can see, you know. So you have mm-hmm. to have a trust factor. 
That's why mm-hmm. I want to run a club, and then I get to choose as a club. You know how political everything is and how governmentally, uh, I guess, everything has rules and regulations. So clubs mm-hmm. have a little less – you know, you can choose who comes in. You know, Facebook is a platform, and I guess as still an independent company, they can choose who can be on it and whatever. But this is – I'm paying the bills for this nine years, and I'm going to be very careful uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wasn't careful enough today because I didn't have somebody to help me. And Melinda mm-hmm. is just starting and hasn't learned to run the boards yet. So, folks, mm-hmm. most everything that we have in software development, we have a board or a way to uh, get on and off or to know what buttons to push, et cetera. So everything. So if you want to learn Blog Talk, please, you can go to Google, Google Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O. Look at the board and learn to be a co-host or run the uh, chat room and uh, how to screen calls for those of us that are paying for our time on the radio. But uh, I welcome anybody that wants to learn and be a member just here on Blog Talk Radio. We could sure use the help. And uh, like I said, I'm going to require $5 a month uh, to get on and to share because we're giving you airtime, your name. It's good to get your web presence out there if you have a domain, if you're a writer, if you're a visual performing artist, or if you just want to learn how we do readings and how we follow the tarot or our higher consciousness. So we'll have divine uh, shares as well. So it's a lot to teach. It's a lot to learn, but we welcome anybody that wants to. And tomorrow we'll have Shane Flanagan. He is a, a life coach. So uh, we're going to have men more on Thursdays and Fridays, our UFO shows. We have mm-hmm. That's a very popular alienology and ufology topic for Fridays, uh, paranormal Fridays or whatever. But spirituality on Wednesdays. Jackie. Thank you. Uh, you're a godsend. I appreciate your 5G intelligence levels of knowing it exists. But, folks, unless you got fiber optics out there, I wouldn't count on it too much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, learn, like uh, Jackie said, if you've got a lot of people downloading, it depends on how many, you know, your your laptops, your tablets, uh, who's tuning in on their cell phones, their smartphones, who's using your Wi-Fi. And don't give your Wi-Fi out. I've got two two subjects here, but unless I give it to you, you know, you'll have to, you won't know it. So, And I'm sorry, it's, it's funny that you would say that because, again, I was working remotely and I was using my own device and I was using it through the platform. And I went back to work for a short period of time. I went back to work for a short period. Of, I went back period of time and everything from my personal device, Google actually mirrored it into my job, into my work into my work um Google and it was it, to me it was a big invasion of privacy. Like oh, all I my see. Bookmarks, so Google everything. So I if I wanted to clean out my Chromebooks now from home while I had the time, I would have to actually use my own network to do that and guess what? Then they'll have my network. It's ridiculous. You have no privacy with it. That's the only unfortunate thing about what like what Google yeah, does. you have it's to learn to talk did you sync everything together? No, I never synced. They said Google. I know you never your settings and say certain. I mean, like change certain things or pull, you know, delete. I don't think I should have to delete my personal bookmarks from my devices so that it could come off of their device. They never supposed that domain. I mean, that that privacy level, but that wasn't 
that wasn't thought of at that time. You know, Google actually, Google will think even if you don't think. They do it every day. Yeah, exactly. Well, go mm-hmm. in. I just uh, learned something about Google. I I had to download it, uh, and the newer ones are much more invasive than the old ones. You're right. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of things because of smartphones now, but folks, just figure it out. Go on your Google, the page for your uh, offering, what you they can and can't do, what advertisements you can and, and cannot allow, and just mm-hmm. learn. You're going to have to read, unfortunately. You're going to mm-hmm. have to go on mm-hmm. different software packages and mm-hmm. read it, the fine print, and then check or uncheck as much as you can. But mm-hmm. use your own uh, discernment, your own research, and uh but I, you're right. I can't live with Google, and I can't live without it. So we're just mm-hmm. like 5G. It's some things you just have to accept in life if you're going to be in our cyberspace culture community. But I've got to go, Jackie. I've been on. Okay. Uh, I, I was have a great starting. Okay. All right. We'll be here tomorrow, folks. So try okay. to tune in, Jackie, and listen to Shane Flanagan tomorrow. And uh, okay. we'll try to, you know, if you want to join our club, we'll try to help you learn. Uh, what we're doing, uh, helping other women. We, we do ebooks, websites, domains. We write books and we do radio shows and we make videos too, folks, if you're into videography. All right. Okay. Well, there went the show. All right. Love and light, everybody. Right. Thank, Thank you. you, Jackie. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we couldn't do this without you, all you listeners, <laughs> even you kids that obstruct justice here. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we thank heavens for those that serve our country, for our first responders. We need more first responders all over the world because of the way the environment's going and the world. Uh, We appreciate you listening because, uh, you know, we do our best to help each other in service to others. So that's our whole thing with Ascension Cosmos Oracles and my brand, TGMRCT Radio and American Communications Online. But tomorrow, Shane Flanagan from Canada is coming on, author, great speaker, going to tell us about himself. Tomorrow, Shane Flanagan. He's on LinkedIn. Look him up, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. So thank you so much. We appreciate you listening, and I will get back to doing some psychic readings once I get more help in my club. So TJ Mars Agency Club or ACO Club. Listen to my YouTubes. I put a lot of information out there. I spend a lot of time at night promoting people and uh, what our subjects are during the day on radio. So love and light, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Say the bluegrass trains are coming from Beaverdale down to Alabama. The bluegrass trains are coming. Bluegrass trains are coming. Long, long train running. It's a song. Bill Mon-
Lester Platt and Earl Scruggs, Ralph Stanley, Kevin Hugg, and the Bluegrass Trains are coming. Down to New Orleans 